<laughs> You've detected something different, I am sure. What is it? Well, I'll tell you in a second. But right now, this is version two or one, two of the Eugene S. Robinson Showstopper. I am your host, Eugene S. Robinson. And this is the Showstopper. You are now about to witness it. The awesome, crushing a might of the U G S Robinson Show. Stop it! Woo! Got dizzy. Welcome, my friends, to a show that apparently never seeming sort of ends. I'm your host, Eugene S. Robinson. I've said now for a third time. Oh, the oopsie eats it. But first, singing us in as he has every week since 2007, Bob Riley. The band of Stigmata. The record is called The Calling of the Just. Song is called Intro All of Nothing. Still available from Revelation Records in Huntington Beach, California, where they shoot you to death in a nightclub. They hit your car with a hammer. And they thankfully run your mayor pro tem out of town. Go to Revelation Records, type in Stigmata. You might get it, or get it from me if you so choose. Until then, let's listen. Carefully, what Bob has to say as you grope my new surroundings, and I'm going to take off the coat. I could not see so clear, but I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. So be in payback and for always nothing. All right, my friends. My friends. My tribute to John McCain. Ooh, that's not it. That's another song. Oh, that's the beginning. That's my tribute. Oh, again. I can't stop it. Ah, uh, yeah, Passover, Easter, whatever you happen to, whatever. <laughs> well, you know, the funny thing is you set a, a place for Passover, you know, for Elijah to come back. Uh, you know, it's kind of connection between the Messiah. Not yet here going to come back, but of course, uh, Easter represents. Look, I got, I got a quiz for you before we start the commercials. Where do you get the three days between Good Friday and Easter Sunday? The He is Risen uh, idea. I don't want to be an antagonist, but no matter what time I go from Friday, suppose the clock clicks over to 12.01 a.m. on Friday. So from 12.01 a.m. on Friday to 12.01 Saturday a.m. on Saturday, one day. 12.01 Saturday to 12.01 Sunday, two days. Where do you get three days in the tomb? Where did he get three days in the tomb? That was kayfabe. Sorry. Sorry to have to burst your bubble. Sorry if it doesn't accord with your views of what happened 2,000 years ago plus, but I'm telling you the case. Anyway, uh, uh, commercials. Pinko95014 at yahoo.com. Pinko95014 yahoo. If you want to PayPal cash for the show. Uh, somebody goes through Cash App. I think it's uh, Eugene-Robinson-28 at Cash App. Venmo is Planet Oxbow or vice versa. And uh, Patreon.com slash the Stomper is how you do the Stomper. All correct, as Mr. Is points out. You can go to the Substack. Look What You Made Me Do is the name of the Substack. Also, Eugene S. Robinson Substack. Got a piece up there uh, that'll be 
the subject of the conversation today, a new piece uh, done about 20 minutes before the show went live. Doesn't matter. It'll be there in perpetuity. Or as long as you all keep reading it. Uh, as you might figure with the show, as with the Substack, I don't know what I'm going to write about until the day before. And pr pretty frequently, as is the case, it's stuff like Ted Bundy once said, you know, when he was describing the reality of being a serial killer, he said, it's like having a song in your head that you can't get out. And so my, what I write about on any given week is purely, I answer to no boss is purely driven by stuff. I can't get out of my head and everywhere I turn this week, it was Ben Affleck. Now, listen, let me tell you something. This wasn't just a casual choice. I, I have friends who are culture critics and, and, and you, know, uh, 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 you know, Hollywood gossip column types, and uh, I have no interest in following in their shoe steps, uh, uh, footsteps, sorry. I have no interest in kind of, you know, dedicating my wit and pith to, to talking about, you know, uh, celebrities. But as usual with the reportage on the UFSI and MMA in general, the reality of it is, it, it, it's that this is, becomes a, a, a cognate for larger life lessons. And in this instance, you know, uh, 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 yeah, and in this instance with Affleck, uh, um, <laughs> you know, it, he would have escaped notice if he had seemed more pleased with himself. But the fact that he seems like that girl in that Mr. Marcus film about who Mr. Marcus said she knew what the job was when she took it irks me endlessly, as well as like when you say, when you they say scientists go, why do you get so annoyed when people make mistakes when you're trying to teach them something? It's because your brain is making the mistake with them. The amount of agita I feel over 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 Ben Affleck, the red hot chili peppers of thespians, is in direct proportion to how I my I myself might make the same mistakes. Doing what you love and hating every minute of it. <laughs> ah, god damn this guy. And listen. We'll get into the fights in a bit. It's a 14-fight card. Uh, uh, John won the week, but he he he's playing win, don't don't lose by picking only two fights on the card. But in actual fact, I probably should have picked only two fights on the card instead of going instead of going one out of four. Did I really care about those other three fights? Probably not. And if you know, the, and then there were fights that 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 I didn't care about that I probably should have cared about. There were all larger lessons in life and a larger schema, schematic that doesn't support continuing to watch. Next week's fight is Andrade against Lemos, and that's another 14-care fight of which I think I had two cares. So, you know, let's not pretend that the trend lines are going in the right direction here. Starting out talking about Affleck is a perfectly sensible sensible way to go now i don't want to write about affleck but let me bookend it with pieces i left out of the Substack. one of my one of my most loved college girlfriends who who uh, uh, traumatically dumped me in an unexpected fashion at once expressed some sort of admiration for the sex appeal of ben affleck that's what you know you listen to this show now you know that the people read the Substack, they don't know. So for years, in my own kind of way, I was like, the, the man's appeal eludes me. And I'm not one of those guys who says, you, you say to him, hey, you think that guy's handsome? Goes, no, I don't know. I'm not gay. I didn't ask you if you, that's like, I didn't ask you anything about whether you like penis. I said, with the eyes that you have in your head, when you look at that guy, do you have an what you believe to be an objectively held opinion about his level of attractiveness? I can look at Brad Pitt and go, that's a handsome man. You know what defines handsome? Pretty in a manly way. Right? Anthony Quinn, ruggedly handsome. It just means that he's a 
is visually arresting in a way that doesn't immediately make you think of a woman. Like the guy who got arrested recently, some actor who I don't even know, Ezra something. You look at that guy, I go, whoa, is that a chick? Or like the guy said in the, <laughs> at Charlie Murphy thing about the new girl in Shalimar. It was no girl, it was a dude, Mickey Free. But Mickey Free wasn't handsome. Mickey Free was pretty. Is your pole male or is it female? We don't care about that. Just say. So, so I'm looking at Ben Affleck. I'm looking at Ben Affleck and I'm going, how's the guy? I just don't see it. Like, what would you, you know, that's not sour grapes. Okay, she dumped me. That's fine. In 1981, that's fine. I got over it completely. That's fine. But <laughs> I'm looking at dude and I'm like, okay. He does movies that he doesn't see. I mean, what is, what is, he's gotten involved in causes like a, like a Sean Penn, uh, you know. Uh, I mean, at least Matt Damon, as stupid as he is, seems like he's having fun. And that's part of the problem that we assume that this imbues him with some sort of in, a level of intelligence that means that he's capable of figuring out his own problems. His father was a drunk. You ever been raised by a drunk? And, and, you know, and he doesn't look he doesn't look happy. Look, somebody once explained to me and they said about about uh, drunks. And in general, people, and I'm not capping on people who go to AA. It is a great service for some people who need it. But I am saying what this friend said to me. He goes, I don't believe that people who go to AA go to AA because they have problems with alcohol. I believe people who go to AA go to AA because they have problems with guilt. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I mean, you know what's always worked in my favor, like Timbo says, you know what's always worked in my favor? You know what's interestingly has always worked in my favor? Is that guys have never seen the nature of my appeal. And I don't know that I know about the nature of my appeal. I do know. I do know, as has been said to me, Eugene, could you take care of Vivian? I have to leave early tonight. That wasn't a statement about his belief that uh, that I was going to do the right thing. That was more about his belief that, yeah, dirty guy in a dirty couch? Who would be interested in that? Ah. My moral flexibility is not the issue here. But Affleck. So, okay, so I've successfully ignored Affleck. I've success. How long have I successfully ignored Affleck? I've uh, I've ignored successfully Affleck since that movie where he played the guy who played Superman. I don't know the name of the movie. Maybe one of you should could look it up and tell me what year that is. But it seems like a long run. And then, and then, he starts piling on. But first. <laughs> I need to explain what's going on with a new setup. I used to have a Murphy bed in this room. And uh, the Murphy bed effectively made it a guest room. Murphy bed is huge. If you don't know what a Murphy bed uh, 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 is, if you remember those old Three Stooges, uh, you know, the, 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 the Marx Bros, it's a bed that folds into the wall. It's a hidden bed. This Murphy bed actually was hidden inside of a dresser. Not only was it a dresser, but it was a functioning dresser. The bottom drawer worked. The rest of it became the bed that was under the bottom drawer. This shit was, it's cool. It's also huge, right? It's less huge as a dresser, but it's huge enough so that it chops up the room. And then so what happens is it becomes a room of insanity. So, as you could see before, a, uh, despite Marty G, uh, 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 yeah, yeah, despite Marty G getting, you know, office, home office envy, and Marty's got disco lights and purple lights, his guitar amp set up, and here I am 
living amidst boxes of my failures you know, like Oxbow Records and you know Philippe Petit Record, all these side projects I've been in. I I, I have a, I have a thing for pulling out dents. Why 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 is it here? But it's here. So the mother-in-law is coming to visit uh, 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 next week for a month. Escaping from Poland, coming here. So it's like, okay, well, where is she going to stay? Got a small house. Also have a, a, a grandmother unit. Perfect. Gonna move the move the Murphy bed into, I said, I'm not moving shit. I'm moving anything. My days as a professional mover, over. I like to give money to professional movers. Let these cats come. Two Syrian cats show up. And I'm sure that, look, I moved it out of this room because I don't want them bumping around in this room where I do the show. Because, you know, for whatever. It was a mess. I need to fix it, clear it up. So I take all the stuff off the top. I move the Murphy bed into the living room by myself. On the guy, it says it's 300 pounds. It didn't feel like 300 pounds. I moved it myself out of this room, but I'm not going to carry it out. So I can see these cats looking at me like, he seems like a pretty hale and hearty guy. The fuck? Yeah, the Poles are worried about that. Why do you think she's coming here for a month? So um, so uh, I move it out. They, they guys kind of look at me, and I'm like, yeah, whatever, bro. You're getting paid. Get the, get the hauling. They lift it up, and they move it. Move the kid's dresser in here. So I know you use the dresser for all my jujitsu gi stuff that was just on the floor. It's in the thing. So got that bing, got a bang. Now I have all this room. But one thing that I always hated is this, this ring light. Now I put it in front of the desk so I could face it, but I moved the desk. So now I, it's on the side and now I'm against the window. I go, this is not a bad setup. I'm not crazy about you seeing the Venetian blinds. But you can see my medals on the other side. And keep in mind, I only put medals on the wall where I beat somebody. The medals that they just, participation medals, when nobody shows up in the category, I put those in the drawer. So you get a glimpse. So that explains where we are now. But Affleck, suddenly I can't get away from the guy. So it was creeping. The, he, he leaves. And it, what's interesting to me is he, as rich and famous as he is, and married to somebody who's equally rich and famous, the Jennifer Broad, whatever her name is, I can't remember. Same thing happened. And he says, and he said, and he, he, he in in uh expertly says, uh uh okay, well, you know, sleeping on the couch, I'm drinking, starting to analyze why I'm not drinking. It's like I'm not look, you gotta give your women if you have kids. And most guys are like, I just went to the disco, I just wanted to get laid. And then they're trying to figure this stuff out later. I'm going to help you out. You figure it out now. You have kids. I'm going to go through some changes. Oh, you, you, oh, it's not in a movie where you have you come home with the baby. And next thing you know, you're playing football on the front lawn. Forget about that shit. That's not the way it works. It's not the way it works. You, I don't know if you've ever been with somebody who's been psychotic or taking a huge amounts of LSD. That's until first grade. You show up at the disco trying to get laid, yeah, I didn't expect to end up there. Didn't expect to end up there. None of us do. You just have to, you just have to realize that it's time limited. I had a, a perfectly sane and cordial conversation with my with my uh, uh, ex-wife yesterday, and I'm like, man, she's she's a great woman. Of course, she was a great woman. That's why I married her. Like the line from Pulp Fiction: "You don't have to tell me it's good coffee. I know it's fucking good coffee. That's why I bought it." And yet, surprisingly. Ben Affleck is sitting there, a Jennifer Garner. I'm married to Jennifer Garner. What the fuck is going on? Hey, man, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. The clarion cry of a disco goer. Two in the morning, you got to get the fuck out. In other words, the party ends at some point. 
You know the great part about discos? You can go to next week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but when we're carrying on normal, you know, nobody thinks going to work is a, a contribution. Uh, let's not get into that. <laughs> we don't want this show to cause us life problems after the show, if you know what I mean. Anyway, the point is, you can go back to the disco. If those kids start high school, they don't give a shit whether you live or die. Maybe on occasion they might talk to you about something. Otherwise, you're just a guy sitting at a dirty kitchen table wondering where it all went wrong because you're looking for the disco, but you can't find the disco. It's not the same disco because now 15 years in or 14 years in, whoever you met at that disco is like, man, I can't find the disco. Besides which, even if I find it, are they going to let somebody like me in? You know, they did a survey about men and their level of attractiveness, and they said even the most butt-ugly guy thinks, yeah, I got it. I still got it. I still got it. Still got it. You never had it. That's okay. <laughs> Somewhere, somebody will find me attractive. Well, unless you're an incel. <laughs> Listen, a friend of mine is walking in a nightclub when they start putting those, those black cubes on the floor to put your drinks on, and he stumbled over a black cube. And the people at the table start laughing at him. He looks at him and goes, you know, people like you, and they're spending, spending your whole lives doing shit like that. And they're like, oh, Mr. Cranky. So he gets over to the bar, minding his own business. A woman comes up to him and says, hey, you know, we want to dance. He looks at him and goes, no. And I was like, well, man, you out. You have to get laid. You should go get laid. He was like, hey, man, I know I'm not a 10, but I'm a solid five, but I'm not taking anything from a three. I see, that's your problem. See, that's that's your that, that, that's your problem. Because everybody is blinking in the sunlight of the day when that disco ends. There is no fundamental difference from Ben Affleck. Then look, my neck, my uh, Oxbow's drummer. You heard me tell a story before. Goes, he hears it all screaming outside. He goes out in front of his house and he can't understand it because it's Cantonese. His across the street neighbor is mowing his lawn and his wife is following him down each row, screaming at him in Cantonese. And at one point, he stops and he he locks eyes with my with my drummer. And he go and the, the look that he gives him is kind of like this. For those just listening on SoundCloud, that was a combination of a eyebrow raise and a shrug. And in that moment, my drummer realized he had more in common with this guy who didn't speak a word of English and came from thousands of miles away than he did from the woman he married when he went back in the house. There are distinct cultural differences. I'm not talking about China versus America. I'm talking about men and women. So Ben Affleck finds himself sitting on a dirty couch, getting drunk. Well, how could I? I was just at Studio 54. Now, what the fuck is this? Because if you don't know, a modern horror story, since we're already down in this celebrity gutter, is when they announced, as they also did this week, that Britney Spears is pregnant again. When she was under conservatorship, they made her have an IUD. First thing she does, she gets that IUD out, has another kid. We don't feel sorry for the kid. And we don't... This guy, I'm going to shoot him in the face. He's been driving around since four in the morning. It's a white Mustang. If I could find out where he lives. Anyway, we don't feel sorry for the kid. We don't feel sorry for Brittany. But those of us in the know, like Deanna Nebelmans sang in The Wanderer, about the guy who's in the know, feel sorry for that dude she's having a kid with. Now, this guy is broke. So maybe it's like a pita terre, French word for, you know, a little piece of island, the land that you got on the side that you can always retreat to. So I don't know what, what fucking Affleck was thinking. Jennifer Garner seems personally perfectly reasonable to me because you know what? In reality, I only need a little dose of Jennifer Garner. 
If she wants to spend 99% of her time thinking about the kids and involved with the kids and I'm going to bake sales and I'm doing fundraisers and I'm doing science trips and I'm going the days and I'm going to camping and doing the thing. All I need, that like 0.05% is that you let me masturbate in peace. (laughs) That's it. That's it. I, I don't even need you to have I don't even need you to be there when I do it. Just leave me a masturbated piece. That's it. That's all I need. Yeah, that's a key. Yeah. Now that you say like 0.5, like that's nothing. Ah, it doesn't stop there. It doesn't who's made the comment earlier? Ah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sleeping state made the comment earlier. Uh-huh. Sleeping state made the comment earlier. Because it's not about, I'm doing the big sense. I'm doing the things. I'm going to catch I'm going to science. I'm going to camp. That's fine. I said, oh my God, I'm so tired from going to the big sense. Going to the thing. I'm doing the thing. I'm so tired. And he must be, oh, oh, hey. Oh, well, he just got back from the gym. Doesn't matter. He goes to a 24-hour gym and he's at the gym at midnight. How dare he act? This is the most, this is the most, how, how come he's not participating? So dude says, okay, I only need three hours of sleep. I'll participate. I'll go to the big cells. I'll go to size fest. I'll go to the, this, this, this. and then there are the comments. Because everybody knows that return to disco is coming. But if you're savvy, you realize that for your woman, she's, I know a guy speaking of the woman who dumped me in college, her husband told at one point, you know, since you had kids, your, your tits are shot. Okay, they're divorced now. <laughs> Needless to say, they're divorced now. You don't want to say that. What you, what, you, what you want to say is, what he just said is, if you think you're going back to the disco, you're not. <laughs> there is no disco for the likes of you. He didn't need to say that. And besides which, he was wrong. But whatever, you know, this is a guy who's choosing to play golf versus fucking his wife. Things happen. So Affleck is sitting on the couch and he's like, I got to get out. I got I got to get out. Clearly, this is this is this is the problem. In other words, we could co-parent without me living here. And then I I don't have to drink on the dirty couch in my underwear. I could go out and I could meet. I could meet. And the next thing, if you've been paying attention to any Affleck news is all he's on fucking match.com and nobody believed it was really him so he wasn't getting dates <laughs> listen my cousin worked in the post office with denzel washington you know who wasn't getting dates as denzel washington the postman up in mount vernon new york denzel washington wasn't getting act- a- action as denzel washington the postman They don't recognize him on Match.com or Tinder or whatever. They think, oh, it's some scam. He gets nothing. Okay, all right. He gets his feet under him. Man, I'm going back to the disco. Boom! It is that chick I used to date. Boom! The one who almost single-handedly ruined my career. Boom! The one who just... Now, I had a girlfriend once. And we were in love. And at one point, we broke up. And she started dating another guy. And she was in love. And I go, wow, you got to be really lucky. At one point, she's talking. She goes, oh, really? Why? And she was. She's wealthy. She had a bunch of money. But I said, well, we went out. And you were in love with me. And I don't want to even talk about this stuff. Because a lot of it's going to end up in the, in the next novel I'm writing. And I don't want you guys to read it and go, fuck, I already heard that fucking story. And she goes, well, why? 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 Why, why, why? Um, and I said, well, you know, we went out, you were in love with me. And then the very next guy you go out with, you're in love to. Most people don't get real love one, even once a life. And you've got it like three times in a row. It's amazing. And she kind of, she was smart, of course. And she paused and she was like, okay, well, you know what? I guess if a guy is good in bed, uh, you know, I'm all his, right? Yeah. I go, fine, I'm glad, acknowledgement. So I have skin in this game. 
because you forget I worked at Ozzy. Didn't think it was going to go to Ozzy direction, did you? I was at Ozzy Fest. You know who else was at Ozzy Fest 2019? A-Rod and Jennifer Lopez. So I got to check out the action straight up. And if you remember on an old show stomper, I talked about that. I talked about the dude having a roving eye. <laughs> I talked about uh, uh, my memory with J-Lo goes back to when she was going out with P. Diddy and P. Diddy wasn't having time for her. Where everybody all of America was like all loving up on Jennifer Lopez and P. Diddy was leaving her on couches going chasing Kim Porter. I told you about that stuff on the old show. I have insight. Like I had insight into the Halle Berry thing that the rest of the world didn't have. So I'm watching them up close and personal, as far away as I am from this fucking screen. A-Rod, wise the fuck up. She's been married four times. I'm, I'm going to fall down that flight of stairs. For what? Why? I'm a billionaire. Why? Look at me. Why would I do this? I can have the disco 24 hours a day. We're not going to have kids together. What's the point? Oh, oh love? <laughs> I'm sure she was in love many a time. So he, he vamooses. Affleck turns around and is like, there, I always loved her. This grim-faced. The guy doesn't seem to like he's enjoying anything. Wants to be taken as a serious intellectual, then does a movie like Batman. Then I'm alcoholic, Jennifer Garza, I gotta go to jail. Okay, fine. Okay, who am I? Who are we to say this thing with the love? And then I'm reading about the ring and then the bathtub proposal and then the crying and then the kissing and then the public kissing and the public shows of affection and the news cycle, news cycle, news cycle about the kids and about Jennifer Garner's take. Jennifer I'm trying to avoid it. And every opportunity, he's like so excited to be back in the disco. He's telling everybody how excited he is to be back in the disco. We're not realizing that the rest of the world is not at the disco. Those of us who used to be in the disco are like, yeah, okay. Yeah. We'll see you on the other side, Pally. <laughs> who among us doesn't see those two growing old together? Get the fuck out of here with that. You know, oh, oh, everybody loves to hold on to these stories. Oh, it's a classic Gingerada's Fred Astaire love story. What? Fred Astaire was in The Women? Get the fuck out. It was a movie. That was fake. Oh, okay, well, Bono and his wife, who's nobody knows her name, he's such a talk to anybody in Dublin. This guy, this guy's been driving around, literally. I woke up at 4.20 with this fucking guy. Is it impossible to drive three blocks without spinning out and doing donuts? How come I can do that with my 65 Chevy? How come I don't feel a need to do donuts all around the neighborhood going from hither and yon? He, I don't know if you can hear it. He's, he's now, he's not. I mean, you know, I rev the engine sometimes. Maybe he's showing it like the guys with the, the little thing on the iPhone the only feature of which is to flash red to show you spent a thousand dollars for an app that just shows that just flashes red. I don't, I don't understand it. It's a public, it's, it's a public facing thing. I just don't understand. So Affleck is now is the unburdened is back in, he's in the game and he's talking to this and he's talking, he doesn't have, he doesn't have, uh, yeah. And it's gives you cancer to rubber. He doesn't have a movie. He doesn't have, he's just a talking. And they're hugging and they're kissing and they did the this and that. I find them both distinctly uninteresting. And I'd rather even, I would rather think about how much I hate the Red Hot Chili Peppers, who I have an interpersonal connection with based on that riot at the On Broadway show, which I reference, not the riot, but I reference the On Broadway again in the Substack, than, than Affleck. Outside of the J-Lo thing, I have I got nothing. Except I got no guys in Southie. But it, it, it's a miracle. It's like, I'm, 
I'm looking for happiness. I'm looking all over for it, and I can't find it. <laughs> shut the fuck up, Ben. Please, just shut the fire your PR agent and just live your life. Just do whatever. We don't have to hear about it. We don't have to hear about it. And of course, it's a cycle that feeds on itself because when inevitably you find yourself standing on the sidewalk, blinking in the cold light of day after having been removed from the disco, you'll realize that you were wrong and you won't stop talking about that either. I say this because the way this worked is I finished writing that and I'm in a mood from writing that and I go to Luke and then the fucking Muhammad. And there, you know how I know a fight is good to watch? Because you guys light me up on Twitter. You know how much? The only, the only lighting up on Twitter was Mr. Is. And he is a, uh, is a fight degenerate like myself. I think the only two of us watching that fight were me and him and Steph because she has to. Luke is not a gift. We talked about this in the Care Don't Care preview. My suspicion, Steph says he fight like he fought like he didn't care. My suspicion is that he was counting on the head shit that hits Brazilian fighters. Is like ah, I already got a lot. This guy's already got a loss to me. I know his head is is out of the game. So whatever. And if I lose, then we have a trilogy. 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 Trilogy, <laughs> you you know, <laughs> trilogy. Who, who wants to see that? Who wants to see that? No one wants to see that. Now this was useful. Like we always talk about, with each fight, a door cracks, and you can see a little bit more what you need to see. This was useful in showing how an executive gatekeeper gets it done by way of Bala Muhammad. He opened the door, and, like if you expect, and he pulled an Aljamain Sterling. We saw this twice, and I'm, I've eased up on the Yan thing. I, we saw this twice in, in 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 two weeks now. Guys who realize that that they've been given an opportunity, and they should make the best of that opportunity. The opportunity, like this guy was probably going to beat me that night. I didn't like the way that tasted or felt. I'm going to woodshed and come back. Bilal did something for uh, for the grapplers in the audience. His timing was impeccable. <laughs> the, the, for Mr. Hand from Enter the Dragon. When he hit those doubles and the singles, it was off of combinations. That was like, that was, that was other level stuff. Clearly the guy had been working hard in his time off and Luke just hadn't been. Same Luke, same Jan. Jan diminished because of the power of anger. Yeah, yeah, you see what I did there, JB? Yeah, you see what I did? Ah, thank you. Fuck. You think you think it's nice being me here in a now clean room but in dirty underwear and watching Luke Thomas get all the cookies? It's irksome, but it's because the stuff is hard to get. So I'm not, Luke is not necessarily a gift, you know, I mean, it, the motivation is in his understanding of, uh, it, and our understanding of how he understands the fight game, you know, he just, he, he, he has misjudged his general level of attractiveness. Nobody wants to see him, and he does not imagine that he's an executive level gatekeeper, so he's not willing to do what Bilal does. And then the, but you can tell Bilal's team, his team is firing on all cylinders because he makes the most genius call out ever in Crappington. Crappington is picking all these guys, you know, lower weight classes, all these guys. You're an executive gatekeeper. You don't get to keep fighting. There's no series of seven with Usman. You're going to have to fight a guy in the top 10. How about a guy in the top five? Of course, Crappington is deathly afraid of that because he's not well-liked enough and does and demands more money so that a few losses for him are going to be deadly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Bilal, Bilal was like, uh-uh, not going back to work in the factory. No way. In his case, actually, the corner store. Oh, no, don't give me that. Don't give me that. Don't start with that. I lived on Rutland Road in the corner of uh, 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 Rutland and Rogers. The store, the corner store was initially owned by Puerto Ricans and then became owned by, by, by uh, uh, Palestinians. Give me a hard time about this. So he fought like his life depended on it. And, uh, and Luque, uh, Luque's escapes in the end were, were uh, uh, pretty major and pretty telling. And if it were pride rules in a long enough round, I think he would have won. But the fact that he seemed to have no answer for the takedown is what doomed him. And his general lackadaisical attitude. As it, it'll be fun now watching him sit around and wait for that trilogy to material, excuse me, materialize because that's never going to happen. It will never materialize. You can never go home again. Tom Wolf. So, um, and other fights on the card that I took note of, the card that I didn't care, uh, the uh, Bidet uh, uh, Barrett fight with Dan Mergliata. Guy took an illegal uh, 12 to 6 elbow to the back of the head, called the fight, but then said, well, that was probably accidental. So they awarded to Bidet. I smell Bidet all over this. Serbian guy. I don't know where you're thinking. What you're thinking, that was a whiffed call. You know, if you're going to give a belt to Sterling because of an illegal maneuver, but, you know, I, I'm sure Jan said that was an accident. If it was me, it would be an accident. I'm not a professional fighter. Professional fighter seems to mean to indicate, seems to me to indicate that there are no such things as accidents. That being said, Barrett needs to lose some weight. He needs to hang out with uh, DC, learn about losing the weight, and pick up some wrestling. Do not get caught in a double underhook, over under, do that. The opening fight, 47 seconds, something else that was driven home. If he didn't catch it with Chandler, you caught it with that fight that opened up, the 47-second fight. Rangy guys are good. If they can keep you at range, a la Johnny Boney Joni. But if you can't, you get fucking wobbled. They come into that target zone and you can't, you what are you pushing back? As you're pushing back, you're getting ding-donged. Bing, 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 bing. I didn't know the guy who got beaten anyway, and I really don't know him now. You'll deny him three times before the cock crows. Really? I'll deny him now. I'll save you the time. Don't remember his name. Jordan Levitt, who I said I didn't care about the fight. He fought Ogden, who uh, everybody else was saying Ogden was going to kick his ass. Figure skater Jordan Levitt won. Sad that I didn't pick him. It would have put me at 500, but whatever. Other fights of note on the card. Uh, I just talked. I just finished recording uh, Care Don't Care. I should be able to remember them because we go over the fights that we picked. Yeah, and I don't. I don't remember them. Fortunately, there's a John Nash blackout. I don't have to deal with him until uh, next week. In which case, it'll all be forgotten because I'll have one again, even though he only picked two fights on this card coming up, which is a nice way to play win, don't lose. Instead of care, don't care. But a uh, other fights of significant. Well, let's just look it up. Because uh, now John was watching boxing and uh no this yeah he wasn't there for this week of of uh of care okay apparently he's on vacation i i asked him what a vacation was like i thought it was a small animal or a food stuff and uh he he told me but i've forgotten i i because that's how you know uh the wife has been bugging me about a vacation because she's european <laughs> uh <laughs> And I'm like, vacation? I got to use my vacation time. I got to use my vacation time for uh, for uh, touring, which, you know, with the kids, she can't go on tour. So she's like, I'm not just sitting around in California not having a vacation. So I got to deal with, you know, stressors. And the big stressor, the number one stressor, uh, the number one stressor, mm, 
you know, for me, he's, nah, yeah, for me, Easter or Passover is a very low-key holiday, right? It's super low-key. Yeah, this is super low-key. This is not what I mean. As a kid, you know, they might force you to get dressed up and you, you know, uh, you might go out to, you know, to do something. That, you know, you, you get Easter egg, you get some candy or something, a Passover, you know, a US, UFC on ESPN 34. That's what we're looking for. UFC on ESPN 34. I'm trying to look at the same time. Uh, UFC on on ESPN 34. All right. Um, but now, of course, I've got I've got family problems. Uh, my daughter has told has told repeatedly now her uh, the father of her son that we are no longer doing a blended family deal. It's not working. It's not working. He's verbally abusive, uh, and uh, they uh, he's moved three thousand miles away. So there's always agita about uh, about the thing, and he uh, is demanding to have uh, contact with her, talking contact. You know, says, no anything you need to say to me. Why you can email me in terms of our co-parenting. I do not want to. So well, we're coming by the house. His family is out here and uh, he's coming by the house. So my daughter said, do not do this. And my ex-wife has said, do not do this. You're not invited. We're not doing it. This is not working. In fact, we're going to come up with a legally binding kind of custody arrangement that lays out exactly what's going to happen and the penalties if it doesn't happen. And he's like, well, I'm going to come by anyway. On a sidetrack, my grandson is taking jujitsu at the same place. A jujitsu, he says, hey, you know what your grandson said today? He said that my dad is stronger than my granddad. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm physically stronger than Sorau. Doesn't mean I could beat Sorau. But how'd this become a sudden topic of conversation? And why after five years is my daughter enduring agita? Because she said, you know, there's no law against not speaking to someone you don't want to speak to. In fact, there are laws against trying to force somebody to speak to who doesn't want to speak to you. So this is what I have to deal with today after. Now, all of a sudden, a low-key holiday that nobody really gives a shit about is now, now, now full-blown agita. friend of mine is a cop suggests you should call the cops there's a thing they call civil standby we'll be waiting to hear from you the new york hardcore kid in me doesn't say that though <laughs> for the rest of you it's just a sunday but you know when i look at a guy like affleck and he's unhappy with the movie. He's unhappy not being taken seriously as a real artist. He's unhappy about drinking on the couch. He's unhappy with Jennifer Garner. But he's happy with J-Lo, temporarily with J-Lo, because they broke up before. And it's like, you dumb son of a bitch. Dom DeLuise in the 12 Chairs said it best. Foolish man that I am, I should not weep, but should instead count my blessings. Count my blessings. And then, of course, he stoves his head into a wall and screams, I don't want to live. I'm not saying I'm there. But I am saying that none of this stuff is as easy as it appears. And I'm going to give a bye to the bald one on this one. If you haven't peeked behind the curtain and seen the formula, you know what it is. By the time it finally gets around to being a good fight, those degenerates like uh, uh, like us will be so happy that it's happening that we won't notice that we it's the old the old Robinson Russo two slaps and a kiss. Ah. Yeah, yeah, there's a reason. 
and, and essentially the same role in 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 the in the, the Goodwill Hunting. There's a reason we get. I mean, two fights on a 14 fight card. That's all right. I'm not upending my next my next weekend to to watch it. Watch it post facto. Watch it scatter shot. And this way, I went into the fights backwards because I watched it in scatter shot. I don't watch it in real time, so I watched Luke uh, and Muhammad first, and then I went back through. Now, I watched Luke and I watched it without the sound on. It was great to rewatch it again this morning with the sound on and hear, oh, wasn't it funny? How nice Dominic Cruz and DC were with each other. And it actually worked. DC is sort of a uh, uh, Dominic Cruz. I guess they're two DCs. I never put that together. DC, Dominic Cruz, and Daniel Cormier. Um, it, it effectively. DC, the Cormier portion of the DC, wanted to show out. He sh- he showed he actually came prepared, and the, the, the Dominic Cruz portion of the DC came out. He was nicer. And what I like, and this is something, and this ties it all together, Deus Ex Machina style. What I like is a line from Repo Men, and it frames it frames my Sunday, which will not involve gunplay. Had to make that decision, went back and forth and back and forth. He said, the average person does all they can. Yeah, man, great movie. The average person does, uh, for those on SoundCloud, I'm talking about the 12 chairs, Mel Brooks. Uh, um, so the, the, the average person, this is the line from Repo Man, seeks to avoid conflict. The repo man seeks it out. And I remember I've had cats like that. And it's like, uh, and uh, uh, Aaron Turner from the band Sumac described me as, uh, described Eugene as the master of uncomfortability. Indeed, I've said before, my family coat of arms should be underneath the rubric. What's that supposed to mean? I'm more than happy. More than happy to take it right into the gutter. Beyond any reason, people count on you being normal and sane and healthy. And like my kids used to do when they were little, would try to get like those parents and embarrass them in the supermarket by being, by acting out and screaming and hollering. I go, oh, I didn't realize today was lay on the floor and scream the supermarket day. All right. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right, right, right. Plate, plate of shrimp. Put it all together. <laughs> so I'd lay on the floor of the supermarket and scream with them. There are no social pressures that I find I find myself bound by. However, there's a certain point at which you need to wise the fuck up. Wise the fuck up. I, I, I don't know what I, I you know. I, uh, look, you, you know, there's a difference between surrendering and giving up. Now, you look at latter day Rob De Niro and the Meet the Fockers one and two, and you see Rob De Niro with his very expensive PR folks have been putting out there that the reason why he's doing such slock, I'm putting on all my rings, that the reason he's out there doing such slock is because he needs the money. (laughs) Man, this is nuts, bro. He needs the money because he's going through a divorce. Oh, you're going to like this. He needs the money because he's going through a divorce and, uh, you know, Ah, yeah, Frank Langella. But you know what? Frank Langella, look, De Niro knows where, where he is. You know, Al Pacino's an 81-year-old dude going out with a 28-year-old woman. Why is the fuck up? She doesn't think you're sexy, bro. I, I would be honor-bound to not, to not, you know, I that's cute. You're lying to me. But th- there is no extended section of porn that has to do with really old dudes. There are plenty of old women. I would know. 
But old dudes, it's not a line of point that anybody wants to. You hear that? You can't hear that, can you? And and so what I've seen more with older dudes is that they look at this, look at this ringo rings of things. I got more of these here, man. I got I got more of them. Nuts. I just found it. Clean up this room. I found all my old rings. Eh? Uh, um. But you you have to be able to see yourself. And the fact that Affleck does such a poor job, you know, De Niro has not given up, but he surrendered. Nobody could take away Raging Bull, Taxi Driver, Mean Streets. Can't take it away. Can't take it away. Goodfellas, can't take it away. Yep. Look, Nick Cage was made fun of by his good friend Sean Penn for not doing serious work for a long time. Who do you think is more solvent now? Who do you think is more solvent now? Cage won that one. Cage won that one. So uh, I, I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I don't know if the only way I could get out of this is blinding myself. I'm not seeking out Ben Affleck information. I've not read a single one of these articles or viewed one of these videos. Not a single one. And yet, and yet, here I am. Can't get the guy out of my head. Like Ted Bundy said, it's like a song that you can't get to go away. And I would really like to have it go away. Yeah, well, you know, I, I got to fuel up. I got to fuel up. I trained this morning, too. I got to fuel up for an afternoon of, of family feuding. <laughs> and... You know, I never really talk about this stuff. Uh, I never really talk about this stuff on, on the air. But at a certain point when everybody feels okay by being uncomfortable, I'm perfectly all, uh, happy to talk about very private stuff publicly. You guys keep pushing. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. We'll start talking about ski trips. And doors pushed open. That door shouldn't be pushed open. And what we discover there. Close, interpersonal things that maybe you wouldn't want the world to know. I'm perfectly happy to disseminate that stuff. But you know what? If you can't focus after five years on the task at hand, which is raising a small human being, as far as I'm concerned, whether you're Ben Affleck or anybody, you don't deserve the slightest bit of consideration. Like uh, 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 Vito Corleone said, you can't be a real man unless you spend time with your family. And on that note, it's glad that Luke has time to spend time with his family now as he waits for the trilogy to come to fruition. <laughs> as he waits for that trilogy to come to fruition, Bilal Muhammad will wait for Crappy to realize that he really has Crappington, who's kind of been acting like he can poop on an, uh, a, a DS, or that he can poop on some of these matchups that might make him real money, has now been called out for what it was. That's why the Bilal's call out was so 100% perfect. <laughs> it was so 100% perfect because, uh, yeah, talk about surrendering and giving up. And at this point now, in the retrospective, Coppola realized, yeah, it wasn't a good movie. Everybody started, Rob Duvall was like, yeah, weren't you glad you didn't? Yeah, it's not a good movie. So, thus we bring to an end 2-1-2 of the Eugene S. Robinson Show Stomper. I hope next week I'm not doing this from the North County lockup. That is my ardent wish. Uh, that I don't have to do this over a keistered phone. From lockup in North County. You know, I don't know. It seems to me that somehow that other cat, John Cusack, bears some sort of responsibility for this. Because people think it's cute that he stood outside the girl's house with the radio playing the, his favorite songs. 
because he was so much in love. Love. Ask that guy blinking in the sunlight outside the disco about love. You know what you better set your sights for? That 0.5% of time that you can spend shaking hands with yourself uninterrupted. Anyway, thanks for listening. Enjoy your holiday. Whatever it is, Passover, Easter. Passover is still going on. Easter's just today. Try to come up with three days between Good Friday and Easter Sunday. You know you can't. Nobody can do it. Calendar is somehow wrong. And we'll see you next week. Tuesday on If the Shoes Fit. It's Kid Not Tay's return. I think I'm going to have a piece on sustainability from Wong Duty. I'll tweet it out if you follow me on Twitter. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, there are a few cats who I, <laughs> I'm tempted to go cane on. Yeah, I, I got a safe. <laughs> so, so because I, I can't be trusted. Anyway, we'll see you next week. The kid, they came home toward the latter half of the show, and the kid is sleeping now. So I can't scream to end it. But you know in my heart of hearts, the reality is, look what you made me do. <laughs> Don't die. Don't die, bloody. Don't die.